Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Global Health Youth Connect 2023 Infection Diseases Podcast. I am Omnia. And I'm Suyan. We're from the Infectious Disease Team, and today we'll be chatting about vaccines. We'll be covering the basics, like what vaccines are, their origin, and their significance in infection diseases prevention. We've heard a lot about vaccination as a solution to the COVID-19 pandemic a few years ago, but let's have a look at how vaccines are always important. Okay, let's get into it. To start with, what are vaccines? So vaccines are a type of preventative medicine that helps reduce the severity of infectious disease and its spread through the population. Right, Soyan. I know of injected vaccines, but have you also heard of oral vaccines, which are taken by swallowing drops or even no-spray vaccines? <laughs> I've actually never heard of no-spray vaccines before, but I can see how that and other forms of vaccines might be really helpful, especially if you've got a fear of needles. Definitely. So before we launch into the explanation today, let's go over some relevant terminology. All right, let's get in. A pathogen is a biological agent which causes disease in the host or a person. This includes bacteria, viruses, fungi, or protozoans, and they cause symptoms of disease which could be mild, such as a runny nose or a sore throat, or be more severe, such as a high fever or extreme cases, even death. So a pathogen is a disease-causing agent. Is a defense part of the body which responds to pathogens known as the immune system? Exactly. So let's explore how a vaccine works. A vaccine introduces a version of the pathogen to the body, which only causes mild or no symptoms. The body's immune system fights the foreign pathogen to protect you by recognizing and remembering the pathogen for future reference. So it's ready to fight if it encounters it again in the future. Simply put, a vaccine prepares your body for the battle before it occurs, like combat practice to recognize the enemy before going into an actual battle. Wow, that's pretty amazing that the immune system can remember the pathogen for the future. How do people even realize that the immune system has the memory and came up with the idea of vaccination? That's a great question. So according to the World Health Organization, the idea of vaccination started early in the 15th century through observation that children who were infected with smallpox and overcame the disease didn't contract the infection again. Then in 1796, Edward Jenner purposely infected an eight-year-old boy with cowpox who got sick but recovered within days. A couple months later, Jenna purposely infected the boy with smallpox, and this time the boy didn't get sick at all, becoming the first ever person to be vaccinated. Wow, that's a wonderful story. Though it seems a little concerning that he was purposely infected without any understanding of what effect it might have. And it brings me to concern around safety of vaccines, which can be a very sensitive topic to talk about but I think it is important that we mention it. Yeah, that's an important point. So in terms of the Edward Jenner story, in that time, smallpox infections were very common. And so it was undertaken to observe the effect of the vaccination. But regardless, the boy would have been exposed to smallpox even without the vaccination. Mm, Okay, I see. 
In terms of the safety of a vaccine, that's specific to the type of vaccine and specific pathogen it protects against. Those who have been approved for administration, so the vaccines that have been approved to the general public, have got undergone very thorough testing, usually over decades, to ensure that the vast majority of people will not experience severe side effects of the vaccine. Of course, as you say, it can be a sensitive topic and it is important to approach it with caution. Sometimes there is confusion about who's able to get vaccinated. Vaccines are safe for the vast majority of people, infants, pregnant women, and people with life-threatening allergies are examples of individuals who can't get vaccinating, uh, who, who can't get vaccines. Talking to your health professional or your GP is the best way to clarify any confusion about who can have vaccine. It is important to feel comfortable to be vaccinated. Yes, and one of the biggest misconceptions that stop parents from vaccinating their kids is the circulating rumours that vaccinations cause autism. According to the World Health Organization, there is no link between vaccines and autism. There are other reasons why people choose not to be vaccinated, such as their religious or personal beliefs. I see. That brings us to a very important idea about people who are unvaccinated, whether that's a choice or not. A high overall percentage of immune people in the community around them, which we call herd immunity, can serve to protect unvaccinated people from diseases. Vaccination increases immunity. So by getting vaccinated, an individual is not only protecting themselves, but all people around them. Oh, is that why childcare have a no jab, no play policy? Exactly. The policy supports high level of vaccination so that herd immunity can be achieved and maintained. That makes sense now. So now we know about how vaccines work and how it's changed over time. Let's talk about the vaccination system in Australia right now. Australia has like a, a comprehensive vaccination system called the National Immunisation Programme, NIP. And what it does is it provides a vaccination schedule which persons should follow throughout their lifetime. Okay, I've also heard that the vaccines in the NIP are free and can easily be given to you by your GP or even in schools. Shots are often subsidised by the government, sometimes fully, such as the COVID-19 vaccination or partially, like the seasonal flu jab. That's great. It definitely makes vaccines very accessible. And vaccines seem like a great option for preventing diseases. I wonder why we don't have vaccines for every infection. Yeah, I believe the process of creating vaccines is very lengthy and has been refined to maximise safety and effectiveness. It involves animal testing, human trials, and heaps of approvals from authorities to main quality standards before it can be produced and released commercially to the public. Okay, so there's a lot involved in the process. Yeah, and for these reasons, vaccines are produced for infectious diseases which significantly impact many people's lives and for diseases which don't have other effective treatments. Right. I imagine the development of vaccine also requires funding and resources, which are both very exhaustive and probably also pharmaceutical companies who produce vaccine will consider whether the venture will be profitable or not. Exactly. So funding, resources and time are the main reasons why production of vaccines is limited. Phew. Okay. 
that's a lot of information. I think we should leave it here today. <laughs> yeah, so takeaway messages are to chat with a health professional or doctor about any confusion you have with vaccines. And getting your shots is important to protect yourself and others from infection diseases. Thanks so much for listening to us chat about vaccines today. That brings us to the end of our discussion for now. Adios, sayonara, until next time we meet. Bye.